Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Jeremiah, that's Yirmiyahu, 8b. This is the second half of chapter 8. <coughs> Excuse me. This is Saul Weiner of the host for your podcast. Uh, and we're going to be starting today from verse 4, I'm sorry, verse 13 which is we left off at the end of 12. Now this chapter is maybe familiar to some of you as the portion of the prophets, the Haftorah that is read on Tisha B'Av, on the ninth day of the Hebrew month of Av. Um, for those that aren't familiar, that is a holiday which commemorates the destruction of the temple. It's a sad fast day. It's a day of mourning, a day of crying, over tragedy and mourning over tragedy. The mood of this chapter is the mood of a lamentation. And it's Yirmiyahu almost looking to the future, the, the aftermath of the destruction that he is now predicting, the destruction that he's predicting because the people refuse to mend their ways. And 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 crying about it so uh, this is not going to be a very pleasant in terms of the mood it's the opposite of pleasant but there's a lot of uh deep um important uh, metaphors and a, and a lot we should learn from what jeremiah is going to teach us in this in this um in this chapter. So it begins with verse 13, and I'm going to end by reading the first two verses in chapter 9, because the way the Jewish tradition has it, those two chapters are, those two verses are really the end of, of chapter 8. So, um, and we're not going to complete the entire uh, portion that is read on the ninth day of Av in the synagogue. We'll complete that as we do chapter 9, because it's kind of long. So we'll only be doing part of it. So again, Jeremiah 8, verse 13. Asof asifem. This starts with two words. These two words uh, can they be variously translated as I will, I will um, make an end of them. In other words, I will kill them or I will destroy them. Uh, asof also means to gather. Now... <clears throat> This phrase, asofasi fame, is, comes in many different uh, places among the prophets, and I'm going to mention a few so we can get an idea of the, of the power of these words. But first, let me say here, asofasi fame noom adonai. So says God, I am going to, I'm going to destroy them in a, uh, in a strong way, asofasi fame. We find the same phrase in the following places. First of all, if we look at uh, Zephaniah, that's Zephaniah, chapter 1, verse 2, God is also there discussing a destruction that is coming. And, um, and the prophet Zephaniah there says, Asof asaf kol me'al I am going to destroy everything from the face of the earth. The, the Zephaniah there goes on and qualifies that uh, I'm going to destroy the animals, the people, but then it zeroes in and on the people of Israel and Yehuda, uh, and says, "I will destroy them as they are the sinners." Now, so again over there, and 
it, it uses that language, asof, asaf. Another place where we find this is in Micah, that's the Navi Micha, uh, chapter 2, verse 12, where there it says, asof, asof Yaakov, I am going to gather together Jacob, Yaakov. Over there, it seems like there's, there's different uh, interpretations there, but some interpreters there look at that as actually a good thing. I'm going to gather. There, the translation they use is the word to gather rather than destroy. I'm going to gather Jacob together. I'm going to gather them all together in the land of Israel. Others look at that, even that one, as, as a bad thing, that God was going to gather them in order to destroy them. And we discussed that there when we studied Micah. Those are the three places where we find this term used on almost exactly the same words, uh, but different kind of context. In some contexts, it seems to be good. In some contexts, it seems to be bad. I want to mention a few others uh, where the word's not repeated twice, but a similar, but the but the same word is used. One is in Micah, that's Micha chapter four, verse six, where. It says where it's used in a in a nice way. It says, I will gather all of the lame. I will bring the lame together in, in the future day of redemption. We also find it in in Genesis in Bereshit, um, forty nine verse thirty three. This is It's referring to the death of Jacob, and it is saying that God gathered Jacob unto Him. So it's referring to death, but it's a more warm kind of death. It's saying that God gathered Jacob close to be with him. So I think that the 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 uh, that the word asof asof actually does mean both. And if we look at it as meaning to gather, to bring close, bring close could mean bring close to judgment, which could be uh, a harsh thing. Or it could mean, I'm going to bring you close to keep you safe, or I'm going to gather you together when you're scattered apart. So over here, I just, you know, uh, in Yermio, though, in Jeremiah, what we're reading now, it's clearly something that's good, that, that, that something bad is happening. I am going to gather them, says God. Because why? When I look out upon the people, the rest of this verse, some understand this to mean, I will destroy them, and I am going to destroy by Ein Anavim Bagefen. I'm going to destroy it so much that there will no longer be any grapes on the vines. The Ein Te'ena Bateena, there will no longer be any figs on the fig tree. The Olen Ovel, and the leaves will be dried. The Etein Lahem Ya'avrum. And everything that I have given to them, Ya'avrum, will be gone. That's the more common translation. I think that this verse should be read differently. And this is the way I'm going to read it. Asof Asifem Amadunai. I am going to gather them together in order to judge them and destroy them. So says God. Why? Because when I look, I no longer see grapes on the grapevines. If we recall in Hosea, that's the prophet Hosea, chapter, chapter 10, verse 1, God says, Gefen Israel originally in its early days was like what was like a vine but now Hosea says it's like a ravaged vine it's like a destroyed vine so we see Israel as compared to a vine and when God sees Israel in a state of destruction in a state of corruption God says where is my beautiful vine where are those grapes we've, we've seen this image many times we've seen it in Isaiah as well Israel being compared to a vine 
And when the vine is, 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 is vigorous, when the vine is doing what it's supposed to do and living properly, that's when, that's, that's when Israel's grapes, so to speak, are full and full of, 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 of fresh juice and are sweet. But when they're corrupt, God looks at the people and says, And similarly, In Hosea as well, in Hosea verse 9, there's no figs on the fig tree. In Hosea, I mean chapter 9, uh, Verse 10, over there, God refers to the Jews, again, with that same, the, the Israelites were like the grapes when they were back in the desert. Like a, a fig, that's the first fig coming out, growing originally nice and fresh. That's how the people, the people were compared to the figs when they were with me, when they were serving me properly, when they were not corrupt. But now that they're corrupt, I look and I see, there are no figs. And then, and the leaf is dried. If you remember in Isaiah chapter 1, verse um, 30, uh, when, when the, the people of Israel are, are corrupt and they're living uh, and they're not worshiping God properly, they're not being honest, they're not taking care of, of, of justice and righteousness. Isaiah compared the people, he said, Ki tihiyu, you have become noveles like a like a tree whose leaves are dried out and withered. That's what it means here again. And when I look at you, you're so corrupt, you look to me like a tree that's Olenovel. And that's why the verse ends by saying, everything that I have given them in order to, I've given you all of this because I wanted you to be the kind of people that I wanted you to be. But Ya'avrum, instead, you have, it's all gone. You've ruined it all. You've wrecked it all. And therefore, that's why I'm going to gather you. And then we look to verse 14. Yirmiyahu, the prophet, is now looking and seeing the people in the future when this destruction starts to happen the enemy is coming the land is falling apart everything is being destroyed around them so jeremiah says this is what he's he's foreseeing the people saying and now we have to imagine the people speaking why are we sitting here just allowing ourselves to be destroyed out here alone let us gather together remember god said I'm going to gather you together, but unfortunately it's for destruction. And let us call to the fortified cities. Maybe there we'll find some, some protection, we'll get somewhere, however, but we know we are going to be, and this word could be either we will be silenced there, as some of the, um, uh, some of the commentators explain, or we will be, we will be doomed there will we, we will meet our death there because God has again either silenced us or God has doomed us he has given us a a, a, a drink a may rosh is 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 a is a bitter uh, bitter drink he has given us for we have sinned to God uh, the next verse this is 15 we hoped for peace the aim tov, but no good is coming. Lies marpe, we hoped for healing. Vineva asa, and instead, what we have is horror. What we have is a holocaust. The um, the um, the 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 despair of the people when the people are gathering together. It's almost like you wonder why didn't the people say, "Let's get together and 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 mend our ways. Let's get together and be better." But the despair is so much. They're not even able to do that. 
you know, um, they just, they just feel like all is lost, uh, rather than think that maybe, maybe they can salvage something. Midan, the people continue to speak, we heard the enemy, the enemy coming, Dan is, is, is on the, uh, the land of Dan is on the out is on the outer parts of, of 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 Israel. It's far away from the center of Jerusalem, but the, as the enemy came, they they were so powerful, so many horses and chariots and so on that even when they were there, we were already able to hear Nishma Nacharat We were able to hear the 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 um the snorting of the horses. Mikol Mitzalosa Birav. We were able to hear the. The powerful horses and the noises that they were making, and the land was already trembling. Were able to feel it from far away. and they came and they destroyed the entire land and everything that's in it. Ear, they destroyed the cities, the and all of the people that dwelled in the cities. Now this is the people speaking, but the next verse. Now God is speaking through the prophet, because I am going to send to, against you poisonous snakes that you cannot, you cannot charm them with incantations. You can't stop these snakes. They will bite them. So says God. This, now we go to verse 18 here, and this is the, now the prophet mourning. The prophet is, sees the destruction the destruction has happened. Obviously, it's not actually happening. The, chronologically, he's saying this before the destruction happens, but he is stating that it is. It is. Um, he's viewing the future, so to speak. He's he's mourning over what he sees in his vision, and he says, "Mavligisi aleyagon." This word "mavligisi" is a little bit hard to translate. Um, I am going to. Uh, Translated as 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 follows: um, While I try to be strong, while I try to be strong, when worry is upon me, it doesn't work, because Allah because my heart within me is so full of despair. Okay, so Mavligisi Aleyagon Mavligisi is is an attempt is my attempt to, to be strong, my attempt to to, to seek comfort while alay yagon while the while the worry and anxiety and terror is upon me it doesn't help because because my heart is so full of despair what is it that I'm so despaired of what do I hear says the prophet I hear the sound of the cry of my nation my beautiful nation from faraway lands because they have been exiled what are they crying? Is God no longer in Zion? Is God's is the king of the people no longer there? It's like the people are asking this as a question. Why couldn't we be saved? Where was God? Where's the king? And then God answers, Why are you asking these questions? Of course God was in Zion. But you made me angry with your with your idols, with your nonsense. With your havle nechar, your your um, your 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 foreign foolishness, something that's hevel is is nothingness, foolishness. Avar kotsir again. The this verse twenty, the prophet is crying. Avar kotsir kolakoyets, the the um, the season of harvest is gone. The summer is gone. In other words, the seasons are passing. 
and we're stuck here in exile. Remember, this is the prophet talking about the future exile. We still have not been saved. Because of the the disaster that occurred to my beautiful nation. Basami is it literally means the daughter of my nation. I'm translating it as my beautiful nation or my beloved nation. Hashbarti, I have been destroyed because they have been destroyed, says the prophet. I have been destroyed. Kodarti shamo hechzikosni. I am. Um, I, I am uh, this despondent and 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 desolation has has taken over me. The um, uh, verse twenty two now Hatsarin Is there no one in Gilad that has has a a tsari, which is a medicine? No one has any medicine in Rofein Shamar. Are there no doctors? No one is here to heal me. I'm here wandering. Is there no one here to heal me anymore? Is there no one here to heal the people? How come no one has come to heal the the illness of my of my my beautiful people? They're 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 gone. They're lost, and they're sick. And there's no one here to to save them. If if um if only my head were water. And my eyes were a spring that just poured forth in tears. That I would still continue to cry and cry and cry day and night. Over the those that have died among my beautiful people, my wonderful people. It's interesting how the Prophet refers to his people as Batami in a very endearing way, even though he's been criticizing and, and them so much. So many times, over and over and over again. Now we're just going to do the the to finish this this chapter. We have to read the first two verses of chapter nine because they're really the the end of chapter eight. There's a lot of different translations of this verse. I'm going to um, uh, translate it as follows: If only. If only I were given a a lodging in the wilderness, a place to stay when I'm wandering. As I would just I would I would leave my nation. I would go. If I had a place to go, I would go. I need to get away. I would leave them. Why? Now the prophet is not talking. He's not looking at the aftermath at the after the destruction he's looking at the people now now i would like to get away because they are all adulterers they are all uh, a a group a gathering of people who just a band or a, or a club of of rebellious ones they are full of falsehood they lie each other constantly they cheat there's no honesty they don't strengthen themselves and get ready in order to defend honesty and be honest but rather they they get together in order to to lie and cheat they jump from one evil to another evil voc but me god they do not know this is what god says um so says the prophet. This will complete Jeremiah 8b, even though we did read the first two verses of chapter 9. Thank you for studying with me together. Looking forward to continuing Jeremiah together with you.